Thank you for listening to The New Norm. I'm Frank Caramano. I want to start this show by addressing something that needs to be addressed here. And um, to me, it's the funniest thing in sports. Eagles are 4-0. and And there's this belief that they're just not that good. That they're, they're not playing well. I don't know where that narrative comes from. I, I get it. This team played in the Super Bowl last year. And I think everybody's under the impression that the NFL is easy. That you could just go rough shot and just beat the piss out of team after team after team after team. Here's a crazy thing about the NFL, right? The year we won the Super Bowl. I want to just let, let's go down memory lane here. The year we won the Super Bowl. I wanted to ask everybody this. Did the Eagles just blitz people to start the season? That's right, they didn't. Right? They barely beat Washington week one. Came down to like the final drive. Right, Brandon Graham, remember, what was it, the strip sack where Fletcher Cox scored to make that score appear like they had won by double digits when really they they had won, it was a one-score game. They lost the following week to the Kansas City Chiefs. By the way, Patrick Mahomes wasn't on that team, so you know what I mean? It wasn't the Mahomes-era Chiefs. They lost in Kansas City. The next week, they played the New York Giants and barely won. That was the 61-yard field goal, right? That team, by the way, that Giants team won two games the whole season. And then they went to Los Angeles to play. Ironically, they're going to Los Angeles this week. And they went out to play the Chargers. And that was the LeGarrette Blunt, you know, six-minute drive at the end of the game to win it. Not one time in there did I say that the Eagles won a game by double, uh, like legitimately won a game by double digits. But we have this narrative going that because the Eagles didn't blitz the Vikings, that they didn't just crush the Patriots, that they didn't just smoke the Commanders, that they didn't just absolutely annihilate the Buccaneers, which, by the way, they did annihilate the Buccaneers, that they're just not that good. It's the NFL. They're 4-0. They are dealing with major injuries in their secondary, and it's clear and obvious when you watch them play. Darius Slay is not playing to the level that we expect. Does that mean he's not a good player? Of course it doesn't mean he's not a good player. But right now, he's just not playing to the level that he usually plays to. Does it mean that he's not going to do that all season? Of course not. It means he may. Is it concerning because he didn't play to the level we all expected him to play to at the end of last season? Sure. Because that's, you know, it's last year it ended, and this year it's begun, and it's just he's not been... The best corner in the NFL. That's obvious. And that's fair. Doesn't mean he can't switch. But we're 4-0. With everything that's going on. No slot corner. We're going to talk about that. Uh, You're starting safety out. You know? Two new safeties to begin with. An undrafted rookie playing outside. In his second season, to be fair. You're all pro corner playing slot corner. Position he never played. You're starting middle linebacker out due to injury. 4-0. I watched the All-22 from the Washington game, um, and I pretty much nailed it after the show. I mean, really, Darius Slay, I thought, played a little bit better in the second half. I know he got a little criticism for his last drive of the game. 
that's that concession style, just coward defense that they played. That's what happens. Um, clearly and obvious that they not are not blitzing on the final play of the game was one of the biggest mistakes that a team could make. Hopefully they learned from it. Um, the third and 11 run, by the way, Nick Sirianni, I know this is just like I'm jumping around topic to topic here. The third and 11 run was Sirianni called that play, he said. So now just let that sink in, right? Sirianni called that play, and I bring that up in regards to the final play of the game because I'm telling you, this guy makes more calls than you know maybe we give or want to give him credit for. You know, you think Brian Johnson's calling the whole game. Well, he said Brian wanted to pass the ball there. He wanted to run it. Just moronic. I guarantee you on the last play of the game, he wanted to play his soft, cowardly defense, and he probably relayed that to Sean Desai. I'm just telling you, like, don't think his fingerprints aren't on this more than we probably have been led on to believe. He kind of dropped it a little bit this week, right? Let you know. But at the same time, it's the NFL. We're 4-0. And the beautiful thing is, like I said, we could agree that the Eagles aren't playing their best football, and that's fine. <laughs> In the NFL, if you're a really good team, you got to win when you're not playing your best, and that's what's going on right now. Now, what I wanted to talk about with this team is we got to talk about the major move that they made this week, and that's no, that's not releasing Kyron Johnson from their practice squad for like the fifth time this year. It's the guy they added in his place, and that's Bradley Roby. I said at the end of the preseason, when the Saints cut Bradley Roby, that was somebody we needed to look into because we were a Maddox injury away, which betting people would have said is probably going to happen considering he is brittle. And don't confuse that with soft. He's a brittle football player. He gets hurt constantly. It just is what it is. Doesn't mean he's not good, but he gets hurt. Bring in Bradley Roby. This team chose not to do that because we didn't have a backup slot corner on the roster. Mario Goodrich clearly was not the answer. They knew this, by the way. This isn't like breaking news to the Eagles. They knew this stuff. That's why James Bradbury was getting slot snaps after um, Zach McPherson got hurt. And bam, they bring in Bradley Roby. He is on the practice squad. He is not on the active roster yet. Will he be? Sure. It's coming. Is he going to be up this game? I don't know. Possibly. I could absolutely see a for, or foresee a situation that he plays this week. Especially with Cooper Cup playing. He's going to play for the Rams. I mean, their passing game, 2-2 Atwell, Puka Nakua. I mean, that, that guy is leading the league in receiving. Stafford is playing. I know he had a hip injury. He's going to play. Their offensive line ain't too good. Heard that last week, right? About Washington. And they beat the crap out of our defense line, our all-star defense line. So yeah, I, I mean, I would think Bradley Roby's going to play. I think he's going to be one of the call-ups. Now, the only thing to monitor with that is, again, we get two call-ups, one of which will be Breda Mann. He'll be the punter. This is his last game, by the way, he could get called up. So it's like, uh, you know, he's going to have to find a spot on the team next week. So somebody's going to lose their uh, their spot on the roster. I mean, I'm assuming whoever they cut, they're going to really try to get back on their practice squad, but that's something to watch. And Roby would be the second, right? Well, okay, yeah, he's the second if Britton Covey can play. He had a concussion from last week. He was limited in practice today. I don't know what that means. 
I know one player this year got a concussion on a Sunday and played the following week. That's it. But the reason you want Covey back is because if he's not there, yeah, Zacchaeus, I guess, could be your punt returner. But you only have four receivers then up and going, one of which has been dealing with severe hamstring issues in Quez Watkins. I mean, I could foresee Greg Ward being called up in that situation. I really could to be the punt returner. I mean, so this is this is what we got to all be just paying attention to. Just keep an eye on. You know, the injury report was out today. You know, we and that's kind of probably where we should go to with this. The injury report did state that Covey was limited. Um, Cox did not practice with his back. Now, that's a big deal. I know, like, early in the week when you see him with a did not practice thing, it's not that he didn't practice again. They got 18 defensive tackles. I'm not saying that for a practice squad call, but I'm just telling you, like, to monitor if he plays. The big injury is Cam Jurgens. He's out. He's going to be out a couple weeks with that foot injury. So Suo Peta is going to be the right guard. And Marlon Tui-Piloto didn't practice as well with a triceps injury. So, you know, they have seven. That's five for the game. They're still fine. They don't have to call anybody up. But you would think in that situation, Moro Jomo would be active. Contavia Street will get some snaps, clearly. And then Milton Williams, Jordan Davis, who, by the way, played his worst game of the season. I've heard a couple people say that. If you watch the tape, you'd agree with it. And Jalen Carter. Are the Rams stout on their... No, their offense line is terrible. Kyron Williams is dealing with an injury. They're running back. But Stafford is a good quarterback. I mean, he is what it... it like. That's what we struggle with is good quarterbacks. Trust me. You know who Matt Stafford's better than? He's better than Sam Howell. Who just sliced and diced the Eagles last week. With their off-coverage crap that they keep playing. I can't stomach it. I just, I, I'm literally getting to this point where I'm just going to snap. I'm going to lose my mind. I cannot deal with cowardly defense. I hate it with every fiber of my being. I hate the fact that we just often just jump backwards and, hey, we're going to make them make enough plays and make mistakes. It's funny that this is like the theme that this team wants to play off of because it works against bad players. And great, it has not one time worked against a capable quarterback. This Fangio system, let them lay back. If they throw enough plays, they're going to freaking, they're going to implode. That's literally what the belief is, which is the stupidest thing I've ever heard of in my life. You know what happened last week when we heated Howell up? It worked. It, it didn't just work when you watched the film uh, or the game tape, like, you know, the TV copy. You saw it when you saw the All-22. It's like, oh, wow, when you heated this guy up, he struggled. Guess what? Matt Stafford's dealing with a hip injury. You know what that means? He is going to be an absolute effing statue in the pocket. Just like, you know, Sam Howell could actually move, and we got him five times. And when you blitzed him, he had trouble. Imagine a guy who can't move. And by the way, not that Stafford's not good against uh, Blitz. He is. Like, he's very good at reading Blitz coverage and knowing hot routes, and that's what the Rams do. But that does not mean that you don't still bring some heat and speed him up. I'm not sitting here saying you got to do it every time. I don't, Like I said, I've long said this, and I'll continue to say it. I don't need them to Blitz every time, but I wouldn't be mad if they showed it. You could always back out. You know, you are allowed to try to attempt to confuse the offense. It does work going to be a tough game. The Rams are a lot better than people thought. Well, they got a good quarterback. 
They got good skill position players. They got a good uh, one of the best defensive linemen in the league, clearly. You know, their secondary is not good. It's not what it was. Jalen Ramsey ain't there no more. This is a game where I look up and I go, man, A.J. Brown might eat. Dallas Goddard, how about him? You know him? 88, the guy uh, tight end? I know a lot of people probably don't know that because he doesn't get the ball anymore. But he could eat. How about six? Devontae Smith, he could eat. The pass game should be the way that the Eagles use to win this game. Can they run it? Sure. The Rams defense is not the stout unit it's been in years past. And Jalen Hurts is starting to catch. You know, he's, he's starting to play to the best player in the league level that he, you know, that I'm accustomed to watching him play at, and I'm expecting him to play out. So I have full confidence. Like I said, this is going to be a tough game. Sure. Can the Eagles run it up? Yeah. Can the Rams come and, you know, give us some problems? Hell yeah, especially on offense or on defense, especially from what I saw from our defense last week. Bradley Roby's a big deal, though. Like I said, I wanted him last year. Or last year. I wanted him at the beginning of the offseason here. I just knew in my head, I'm telling you, he could play slot corner. He's, he's early 30s now, former first-round pick out of Ohio State. Um... I promise you, Roby is a better slot corner than Mario Goodrich. And it just allows Bradbury to go back outside where he should be playing. Now, the other thing to note is, and I said this after the game the other day, with Cam Jurgens out, the Eagles don't have a backup center. So that tells you this. We talked about those practice squad call-ups, right? We, we listed what? Roby and Braden Mann. Well, you only get two. So if it is Roby and Braden Man, that tells me Landon Dickerson is the backup center. Like in case of emergency. Now Kelsey's tough as being or you know, tough as it gets. So I mean clearly it's gonna have him knowing this too, it's gonna have to take something insane to get him out. But again, you never know. So a guy like Julian Good Jones would be a, a very ideal candidate to get called up to the ACTA or a to be used as a you know a practice or a yeah a practice squad call up. That's why with the Jurgens thing, I was watching all week to see if he went on injured reserve. So it tells me they don't believe it's going to be a four week injury. If it's two weeks, I get it. But man, I almost thought they might just put him in injured reserve and just say screw it. It's four games. At least we get to call somebody up, make them a part of the active roster, and then use a practice squad call up on a guy like Julian Good Jones for a couple weeks. That's what, the, the big issue here is they don't have a punter on the team right now. They have him on the 69-man roster, not the 53. And that continues to be an issue for these practice squad call-ups. That they, just, they have to use it on a punter every week. And we're going to have to start talking about when they, again, because this is it for Brayden Man. I, I mean, yeah, they could cut him and go back to somebody else after this, sure. But who's going to be the guys that get cut, right? Like that, that's what you got to look at. And I said a name earlier, Moro Jomo. Sure, he could be a guy who's potentially cut. You don't want to, but they think they could get him back on the practice squad. Sure. Mario Goodrich, to me, is the number one candidate. And I would think that's the move that's coming. It's going to be Mario Goodrich. Rashad Penny is clearly a, a move to watch. You know what's funny about the NFL, by the way? 
and I'm gonna I'm bringing this up strictly because we played Washington last week and they looked like world beaters and they're getting beat, blitzed, destroyed by the Bears at halftime tonight. I took the Bears, not points. Took the money line tonight, and the reason I did it's because it's so hard for a team that plays above their head like the Commanders did on Sunday, and to lose when you do that, to come back the following week especially in a short week, against an inferior opponent and get up for it. And they didn't get up for it. They're getting run out of the building. That's why it's the NFL. Now, that's pretty much what's going on with the game for Sunday, 4 o'clock in Los Angeles, a place we've had a lot of success. Um, I believe this is our first time in SoFi Stadium. So that that's something to keep an eye on there. But uh, I like the Eagles' chances. I think Jalen Hurts is going to play a big game. I really do. I think our wide receivers and our tight end are all going to have really good games because I just don't think they could cover us in the secondary. I don't think you have to force the run in this game. Not saying they, they can't because DeAndre uh, Swift is unbelievable. Like, he is unfreaking believable But I think Jalen Hurts continues, continues, to start playing the way he did. My concern is the defensive side of the football because they were piss poor. They play that coward defense and it it scares the absolute literal, it just scares me how pathetic they play it. And that's why I'm looking at it going, hey, Matt Stafford knows what he's doing. He's not an idiot. He knows how to get the ball out of his hands. And if they're playing this prevent style defense, we're going to have a lot of trouble. That's what it's going to come down to. Can they play a little defense? Can they finally make some adjustments? (laughs) Don't tell me they don't have players that could play. If Fletcher doesn't play, does it, again, I get it. It's not ideal, but I mean, we, hey, Hassan Reddick wants to get paid. Needs you. Josh Sweat needs you. Nobody on the edge. Like, Nolan Smith doesn't count. He's had no impact. Right? I mean, what do you want me to tell you? I mean, yeah, Jalen Carter, we need you. He's been there. We're, we're going to need him big. Jordan Davis, how about this? Jordan Davis needs to step up because last week was pathetic from him. That was very reminiscent of last year. And try to play. Again, we couldn't get off the field on third downs. No stupid penalties. Justin Evans, need you. Sidney Brown, hopefully he could play, need you. We all saw why we need those guys. And possibly Bradley Proby going to need you. Now I want to go around the NFL. Like I'm going to do this every week. And what I'm going to do here when we finish off each show, because again, there are people that listen to this show that are not fans of the Philadelphia Eagles. They just like to listen to me, you know, talk about the state of the team because obviously a lot of times I'm, I could be uber positive or uber negative. And I get it. It could be entertaining. That's the whole point. But uh, I do like to go around the league so we can talk about other things that are going on. So my current top 10 in the NFL, right? Who would be my top 10 teams? I went with this week 10th. I put a team that we just beat. They're 3-1, and one, the Buccaneers. Ninth, I went with the Baltimore Ravens. They got kind of a gift last week, let's be fair here. I mean, Watson doesn't play. That's a big deal for the Browns. Uh, eighth, I went with now... The top eight, I think, are like 
kind of pulling away a little bit here. And that's um, and not that the Ravens can't get into it. I mean, it's just that Colts loss is crazy. Whatever. But you kind of want it like the Ravens are a team where it's like, I think you're going to learn a lot about them against Pittsburgh this week because Pittsburgh's going to be desperate. They could beat the doors off them. We're talking about Baltimore jumping into this. I, th- I would say nine. Okay, I would put Baltimore as the front nine teams are really kind of clear and obvious. So at eight, I have the Seattle Seahawks. They just ran the Giants out of the building. Devin Witherspoon looks like a problem as a player. Coming out, knew it too. Didn't I tell everybody he would be the guy at corner? Well, Witherspoon is a player. They have great wide receivers, a great running back, a quarterback who's playing well. In fact, they beat the team that's at seventh that's playing extremely well themselves, and that's the Detroit Lions, who are getting Jamison Williams back this week. You know, they don't use Jameer Gibbs at all, but, I mean, whatever. Sixth, still, the Dallas Cowboys. And, hey, listen, they got beat by the Cardinals. I mean, that's embarrassing, whatever you want to say. Um, they beat the Patriots 38-3, to you know? And I know people will tell you it's just their defense is doing it. Well, yeah, whatever, who cares? They, they, they're they winning games by 35 points. I mean, you win by 35 points in the NFL. Like I said, it, it's the NFL. It doesn't matter. They're good. Fifth, I went with the Dolphins, and I know people would probably say, hey, why aren't the Cowboys ahead of them? Going up to Buffalo and beating the Bills is not easy. The Bills are playing really damn good. Josh Allen isn't turning the ball over. Their defense is playing excellent. I mean, they got a major, uh, speaking of the Bills, we might as well just jump into them. Right, are they the, the, let's see here. I have no. Actually, we'll talk about them in a second. Because fourth, I had the Chiefs. Uh, the reason I have them fourth is it's just their wide receivers worry me. Like Kelsey's clearly really good, but Mahomes is turning it over a little bit more than he usually does. I know a bunch of it happened in this Jets game. Jets defense is really damn good, but I mean they don't have like. Their wide receiver crew is scary. It reminds me of what Andy had back in the early 2000s, where it's a bunch of guys. Yeah, they could play. But, you know, it's yeah, buts. Yeah, Kelsey clearly could play. But they're clearly not as talented at that position as they've been in years past, even last year. Third, I went with the Bills. Like I said, Allen not turning the ball over. Losing Tredavious White is a big deal for their defense. But the Bills are playing really good. Really, really good. You know, obviously they'd like to have the week one game back, but uh, since then they've been uh, up to stuff. Now, number two, I went with San Francisco. I think we got to stop doubting Brock Purdy. Brock Purdy could play. Like he could play. He's a good player. He's he's a, he's a really good player. It, it makes no sense that he's a really good player because if you watched him in college and he was benched at Iowa State, like it doesn't make sense. But sometimes you get a guy in the right system, a guy who could play, guy maybe who doesn't feel like he's got to put it all on his shoulders. Even though I almost think it's funny that people try to just 
keep discrediting him to justify. He's a seventh round pick. So the slipper's got to fall. Like, sure. But it ain't. He hasn't turned the ball over yet this year. And we're going to talk about their running back in a second. But that guy's pretty damn good too, isn't he? They got Ayuk and Samuel and Kittle, a great offense line, an exceptionally good defense. But number one, I still have the Eagles. And the reason I have the Eagles, like I said, is because Jalen Hurts is the best player in the NFL. And that's why. Their offense is elite. A.J. Brown is elite. Devontae Smith, elite. I'm hopeful the defense will improve. But I'd be lying to you and sitting here telling you that when it comes to the 49ers and the Eagles, that I, I don't go and go, man, oh man, what I would give to have the 49ers defense. And not just their defense. Again, I'm not even asking for their players. I just want their scheme. They are a punch-you-in-the-mouth unit. And the Eagles are a just, please-don't-hurt-us unit. And I just, for the life of me, can't understand how any coach would want that style. I don't want to get beat deep. But I'm cool with you just underneath, 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 touchdown. But it took you 12 plays. Remember when Gannon said that last year? What was it like? He's cool if they go on like 16 play touchdown drives. Like something absolutely that you, you just couldn't fathom that a, a coach would say. I'm telling you, Sirianni believes this more than anybody. And it's eventually going to be the biggest issue. I just... Uh. I also wanted to do another top five this week. I also want to talk about MVP. Again, whatever. This is just highlight some guys I think that are just lighting this league up. Um, fifth, I have a tie. I put Tua Tagovailoa, and I also put Brock Purdy at five. And people say Brock Purdy, why is he there? I I just highlighted it. This guy's freaking good. I mean, really. I'm tired of hearing about oh well anybody could quarterback that team. Sure can, right? Trey Lance was excellent at it. That's why he's not there anymore. Fourth, I went with Jalen Hurts. We're 4-0. He's the best player in the league. I know you want to poke holes. Third, I went with Josh Allen. He's playing lights out. Got to give the guys due. Playing excellent football. Two, I went with Patrick Mahomes. Because again, like I said, I'm giving him more credit for what's around him than people probably want to. Like, it, it, I'm telling you, it's not that good. But the number one guy to me who should be the MVP right now is Christian McCaffrey. This guy's freaking on another level. He's winning the rushing title right now by like over 100-some yards over DeAndre Swift. Like, it, it's a considerable distance. He's separating. He just had four touchdowns last week. This guy does everything. I know it's a quarterback award, but you're nuts right now if you don't think Christian McCaffrey's been the MVP of the league. Like, he's on another level right now. And they're 4-0. <laughs> and 
It's okay, everybody. I understand this. I know you don't think the running back position is an important, whatever. Christian McCaffrey is the MVP of the NFL right now. 100%. Now, before we get out of here, I wanted to talk about the absolute atrocity that was the referees last week. I already highlighted it last week when I opened my show. Just a heads up, Jason Kelsey on his podcast this week literally revealed that the league had sent something out about Landon Dickerson where he was lining up to look for it. And you know how they called the offsides on him? Well, Kelsey says that hand you're seeing there that looks like it's offsides is not Landon Dickerson's. That's his own. That's Kelsey's hand. And when you look at the replay, you're like, oh, yeah, it is. So what happened was Deron Payne was lined up offsides. They didn't care for it because the league had told them, hey, look for Landon Dickerson. So they went in there with an agenda. And that's why that penalty was called. That This quarterback sneak play that, by the way, the Giants ran at the other, it didn't work. I mean, really, you could watch a bunch of teams around the league try to run that play. It doesn't work. You know why? Like I told everybody, when to all those people who complain about it, oh, it's, it shouldn't go anywhere. When the quarterback has a 600-pound squat, his legs are really strong. And it's just funny to me that there's so many people that have no concept of what strength and how you get strong is and what hard work is and how you can make your body stronger comment on a play that involves you getting your body stronger to have a higher success rate because they just don't know how to physically comprehend what that is. So they like to point fingers. We'll be back Sunday and we will be talking about what I believe will be an Eagles victory. I think the Eagles are going to Los Angeles and I do think they're going to win. Like I said, I think Jalen Hurts in the passing game is going to explode. I think Jalen Hurts might actually have some rushing in this game. I, I like, and I'm not saying one yard rushes. I'm saying like I think the Jalen Hurts game where he kind of starts beating them with their with his feet a little bit. I think that's coming. I think we're four games in. It hasn't happened yet. I could see the Rams trying to say, okay, hey, maybe we should focus on trying to take this out of it, this out of it, and all of a sudden Jalen starts beating them with his feet. Hey, doesn't have to get hit. He could beat people with his feet and get out of bounds. And I think that's what's going to come in this game. I really do. But I'd be lying to you if I said that our my, you know, our defensive scheme here doesn't scare the crap out of me, especially against we're going against a quarterback that has seen it all. My only hope is since he's, you know, dealing with a hip injury, that him not being able to move at all helps us in terms of realizing that we might have to get at him a little bit. But again, don't hold your breath on that. Hopefully, if we have somewhat of a plan against the quarterback, I think the Eagles win by 14. If they don't, who knows what happens. But I'm going to say hopefully they have a plan and they win by 14 or more. It's a big game. Got to keep stacking wins because, again, the schedule's only going to get harder and harder and harder. want everybody out there to stay safe, stay healthy, stay educated, and as always, go Eagles, go. 